Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my tools is one path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in couples counseling. You now can call me on the show at 303-578-0618, Wednesdays and Thursdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with your marriage questions. If you don't get me, leave a voicemail and I'll respond back to your question on the next episode. Also, be sure to follow me on social. You can follow me at Dr. Wyatt Fisher. Are you wanting to finally learn how to have a successful marriage? Are you starting to feel hopeless? Do you want 2024 to be the best year yet for your marriage? If so, attend my free masterclass on how to rebuild your marriage in 90 days for the new year. The masterclass is January 15th, 2024 at 12 noon or 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and you'll learn the top causes of communication problems, top causes of resentments, top causes of emotional and sexual problems, and the top solutions to reduce conflicts and increase love. And it's free. So sign up. The link is in the description, and I hope to see you there. So today I'm going to talk about six reasons my wife and I recovered from near divorce. You may have heard my story, or maybe you haven't, but my wife and I have been married since 1999, and we have not had an easy relationship. She had a lot of trauma from her background, I had some stuff from my background, and it created these vicious cycles in our relationships that brought us to our knees. And we had no idea this was going to happen like a lot of couples. We started out with rose-colored glasses, thinking we were going to live happily ever after. And little did we know that we were going to encounter all sorts of obstacles, all sorts of vicious cycles, all sorts of problems in our marriage where multiple times we didn't think we were going to make it. And so today I'm going to tell you the story of how we did make it. What were the steps that we took that helped us recover our marriage? That's why when I help couples, it's coming from a personal place in my own life. I know what it feels like to be helpless and hopeless and out of love and full of resentment and not having any of your needs met. I know exactly what that feels like, but I also know what it feels like to heal those resentments, to fall back in love, to start warming up the relationship again, to start communicating better. I also know what that feels like. And even though my wife and I were hanging on by a thread, today we are more happily married than we ever have been. So that's the message of hope for you. So if you're in winter, if you're struggling in your marriage, consider these six steps I'm going to talk about today that my wife and I went through that helped our marriage. The first thing that helped us not get a divorce is I had a covenant mindset. A covenant mindset means that you are committed to marriage. You are committed for the long haul. You know that marriage is going to have highs and lows. You know there's going to be seasons of resentment, seasons where you don't feel in love, and that's okay because that's what you signed up for. You didn't sign up for Hollywood. You didn't sign up for Disney. You signed up for marriage, and marriage is hard work. So having realistic expectations is huge. A lot of people enter marriage as a contract mindset where they're only in it as long as they're happy. They're only in it as long as their needs are met or as long as they feel in love. And all of those things are valid. And those things are essential and important. However, if your commitment is entirely based on your feelings, your commitment is going to be a yo-yo because feelings come and go. So that's one thing that helped our relationship is I had a covenant mindset. My wife had a covenant mindset. We were committed to the institution of marriage. We did not want to see our marriage fail. 
And this also comes from personal experience because my parents divorced when I was young. When I was around six or seven, my parents had a divorce and that left a significant mark on me. I was raised in a broken home. I remember crying and wishing so badly my dad would come back because he's the one who left the marriage. And it broke my heart as a young boy. It broke our family apart. And I remember the impact that had on my mom, the impact that had on my sister, the impact it had on me. And so that's another reason why I was committed to this covenant approach to marriage because I didn't want to repeat what I had lived growing up myself. Number two, I have a high pain tolerance. What that means is that I can tolerate distress much more than most people. I can go without my needs being met. I can live in an uncomfortable situation. I can tolerate discomfort a lot more than most people. And I actually accredit my parents for that because growing up, my sister and I were made to work a lot. And my parents were both farmers. And so they're raised on farms, I should say. And so they were had a huge, strong work ethic. And so when they had my sister and I, we had to work a lot. And so I got really used to ignoring how I feel at a young age because I had to. Every day when we would do our chores and we would be working outside or we'd be working in the house, I had to work no matter how I felt. So I got pretty good at ignoring the discomfort and just doing what needed to be done. And that grew a muscle in me for self-discipline that became really strong. That's why I was able to make it through graduate school so long while all my friends were sick and burned out of graduate school, I kept going. That's why I was able to hang in there in my marriage when things were so awful and so horrible and so hopeless. Most of my friends and my peers had gotten divorced, but I was the one that kept going. And it's because I was raised in this environment where I had to work a lot. So my self-discipline muscle is very strong, sometimes too strong. Sometimes I should quit on something that's not working, but I don't, and I keep going, and I keep going. My kids teased me a couple summers ago. We went on this little family vacation to Kansas, and I was trying to make a fire, and it would not light. And I kept trying different positions of the wood. I kept blowing on it. I kept trying kindling. And finally, my wife and my girls, they were the ones who were with us on this trip, they got fed up with my efforts. And so they drove 20 miles to town to get some lighter fluid, and they drove back and I still couldn't get that fire lit. And then we finally got it lit with the lighter fluid. But we joke about that, but there's a lot of truth in that story where dad wouldn't give up. Dad kept trying with the fire. Dad would not take defeat, he kept at it. And that ability, again, sometimes I need to know when to quit, but that ability allowed me to keep working at my marriage and not give up. So what about you? How high is your pain tolerance? How much can you tolerate distress? A lot of us can't. A lot of us have become soft. A lot of us have become weak. Our ancestors were much more hardy than we were because they lived through hardship. They had to work all the time. They had to you know, pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And today, we usually don't. We have it pretty good. We have all these groceries at hand. We have all these creature comforts. We're scrolling the internet all the time. We're kicking our legs up, relaxing. That makes you soft. There is a time and place to relax. There is a time and place to have recreation, absolutely. But if that's the majority of your life, you're gonna become weak. And then when it comes time to really endure hardship in your marriage, you're not gonna be able to do it very well because you're used to having a easy, cozy, comfortable lifestyle that's gonna make you 
avoid all hardship in your relationship. So developing a hardiness in your temperament is essential because marriage is not for wimps. Marriage is going to be tough. Marriage is going to knock you around at times because it can be challenging living with another imperfect person, just like you're imperfect day in and day out. But that's one thing that kept us from getting a divorce is I tend to have a high pain tolerance. So I was able to endure a lot of the hardships in our marriage instead of giving up. Did you know that I have a team of master coaches trained in all my methods? And do you know what they're trained in the most? How to help couples resolve resentments. Do you have resentments toward your partner? Do you have topics you can't even talk about? If you do, that's going to create walls between you and your partner, and that's going to make all areas of intimacy break down. That's why I always emphasize you have to start with resolving your resentments first. And that's where my team of coaches come in. If you have resentments toward your partner and you're feeling stuck, work with one of my coaches. That's what they're there for. That's what they've been trained for. Go to the link in the description and learn more. Number three, I learned to own my part. The dynamic in our marriage is because my wife had so much trauma in her upbringing, I blamed her for the majority, if not all, of the problems in our marriage for a long time. I couldn't see my part. I thought it was all her. It was all her fault. If she wouldn't have had all this trauma, we wouldn't be having all these issues, would we? That was my mindset. That was my logic. And it took me finally seeing that my reaction to her trauma was making everything worse. That was my part. It was my reactions to her, my reactions to her behaviors, my reactions to her trauma-infused behavior is what was making her trauma worse. And the moment I could start latching onto that and focusing on my part, my piece, my responsibility, that's all I could control. But now I had a goal. Now I had something I could work on. Now it wasn't all my wife's fault. Now I had to also look at What's my part here? How am I contributing to the dynamic in our relationship? How am I exacerbating our problems? How am I contributing to her trauma? The moment I started focusing on my part is when things started to get better. Because all of a sudden, my wife didn't feel blamed. All of a sudden, my wife couldn't blame me because now I was improving and I was getting better. So now the spotlight went back on her because we had this dynamic where I would blame her and she would blame me. And so we weren't getting anywhere. We were at an impasse. So once I started working on me and started taking ownership for my part and improving, she couldn't blame me anymore. And so that highlighted her unfinished trauma that she still needed to heal from and work through because no longer could she point the finger at me saying, I'm the issue. So learning to own your part is essential. Have you done that? In the dynamic in your relationship, have you owned your part? What is it? Ask your partner what your part is. They know what it is. Ask them what it is. It might only be 10% or 20% of the entirety of the issues in your relationship. But you have to latch on to how are you contributing? How are you making things worse? You need to master your part because only then will the spotlight go on your partner with how they need to improve. Number four, as I read a lot of books, we went to conferences. We listened to podcasts. We reached out for resources. We took courses. And so that's another thing that really helped us get away from divorce is we invested in our marriage. So how much have you looked into resources for your relationship? It's not going to get better on its own or it would have by now. 
So if you're struggling in your marriage, if you're in winter, if you're feeling hopeless, you need to reach out for support. Support can come in many ways. That's why I offer multiple resources for couples. I have this podcast, I have my blog, I offer courses, I offer conferences, I have an app. I've developed all those things so that people can pick and choose which resources they wanna use so that they can get better, but you're not gonna get better on your own. You need to have resources because resources make you think different. Resources help you see things different. Resources gives you information, and information is powerful. Information will change the way you show up in your relationship. It makes you more aware, more mindful instead of mindless. So be thinking about that. What resources could you invest in for your relationship? Think about books, think about podcasts, think about courses, think about apps, think about conferences, all of those we accessed. And through all that content, my mind started to change. I started to see things different. I started to become more aware. I started becoming more emotionally intelligent on the dynamics in our relationship that I could improve and that helped things. Number five is we saw multiple therapists. And I was the reason we didn't see therapists for years because I was becoming a therapist. I was going to graduate school. And so I thought I could fix us. We don't need to go see a therapist. I'm becoming a therapist. And that was the worst thing I could have thought because I was not able to be objective because my needs were at stake. My interest was a part of the equation. I was biased. I was not objective. And my wife didn't see me as a therapist, obviously, because I'm her partner with strengths and weaknesses, just like she has. But I was the reason we would not see a therapist because I was resistant. I was against the idea. It took us finally hanging on by a thread and being on our knees in the marriage where we did not know if we were going to make it to where finally I relented. And when I finally said yes to therapist, that's started helping our progress. And we saw multiple therapists because every therapist is different. You want to find a good match. Every therapist has a different style, a different skill set. It took us several attempts working with multiple different therapists until we finally landed on one that we both felt comfortable with. And we stayed with her for about two years. But total, we worked with a variety of therapists for about five years. It was a massive journey. We had to work on my wife's trauma. We had to work on all the dynamics of vicious cycles in our marriage. I had to focus on my part and how I was making things worse. It was very helpful because it created a safe space for us to work through all these toxic patterns and wounds that had accumulated throughout the years. So are you open to working with a therapist? Are you open to working with a coach? You need one if you're struggling in your relationship. Number six, the sixth reason why we did not get a divorce is because my wife never gave up. So not only did I never give up, she also never gave up. She was willing to see these therapists. She was willing to go to these conferences. She was willing to take these courses. She was willing to keep working at it. And there was multiple times when I wanted to give up, but the thought in my head was, I can't give up if my wife is continually willing to work on the marriage. As long as she's willing to keep trying, I can't give up. Ethically, I cannot give up. And that's what you wanna look for. If you're in a marriage, you wanna look for how willing is your partner to try? How willing are they to invest in the marriage? How willing are they to make changes and to keep working at the relationship? As long as they're willing to keep trying, 
do not give up on the relationship because that means there is hope. So those are six reasons my wife and I recovered from near divorce. Number one, I had a covenant mindset. Number two, I have a high pain tolerance. Number three, I own my part. Number four, I read a lot of books and got a lot of resources. Number five, we saw multiple therapists. And number six, my wife never gave up. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with one other person today. Share the message of hope. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. If you deprive it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.